Support the Mountain Mysteries on Patreon and get early access to all episodes. With three tiers, it's easy to choose what you want. Five and ten dollar tiers get you early access, plus free gear, behind the scenes bonus content and more, plus access to interviews that would have wound up on the cutting room floor. Find out links on www.themountainmysteriespodcast.com and on facebook.com forward slash the mountain mysteries. Support the Mountain Mysteries and stay mysterious. The following is a presentation of Chris Sloan Media in association with 606 Paranormal. Listener discretion is advised. A key piece of evidence in that case is that brief video and audio clip saying, Guys down the hill, cops say 14-year-old Libby German captured it on her cell phone before she was killed. It's all the wrong reasons that any town would want to be on the map. The murder of two little girls by a sick and twisted bastard that apparently was from their own town. 14-year-old Libby German and 13-year-old Abby Williams were viciously murdered. These are the Mountain Mysteries, episode number 73, right here among us, Delphi. I will be the last to fall Over 24% of the 1.9 billion square acres in America alone, the mountains that so many people call home, also play host to some of the most staggering mysteries in the world. The missing. And she said, I knew I wasn't there anymore. The murdered. All my emotions just went blank, just like, just blank. And I still live with that today. I think about that so much today as he was in that water. Strange creatures. Whatever it was, it was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. I mean, it was a, nope, we need to get out of town. Unexplained lights and sightings. It does not look like an airplane. They come together and then they separate and they just keep doing this all the time. These stories may be strange. They may be sad. They may be odd but they are mysterious. These are the Mountain Mysteries, and now your host, Chris Sloan. You know, around the middle of February, most people have their thoughts set on Valentine's Day, love, and all that stuff, but this one? Hmm. It was February 13, 2017, about 1.30 in the afternoon. 13-year-old Abigail Joyce Abby Williams and 14-year-old Liberty Lynn Libby German were dropped off by German's older sister, Kelsey, on County Road 300 North, uh, just a little bit east of the Hoosier-Heartland Highway. The girls were hiking up the Monon High Bridge over Deer Creek, and please forgive any mispronunciations, but anyway... This place is over Deer Creek among woodland areas in remote Deer Creek Township. At 2.07 p.m., German posted a photo of Williams walking the bridge. After that, they were never heard from again. 
They were reported missing at 5.30 that afternoon because they hadn't met German's dad at about a quarter past three. Well, at first, the family searched for the girls themselves before they called police because they thought they were just running behind. Authorities, though, quickly went into action, searching the area, and they didn't expect or they didn't suspect anything initially in the terms of foul play or murder or anything like that. They thought the girls may have wandered off the trail and got lost or something like that. Well, those thoughts changed pretty quick the next day when they found two young bodies around noon, about a half mile east of the abandoned Monon High Bridge. The bodies were both found on the north bank of Deer Creek. Now, police still haven't released a lot of details about how the girls were murdered. But as early as February 15, 2017, Indiana State Police started to circulate a still image of this guy reportedly seen on that Monon High Bridge trail near where the two friends were killed. It's a grainy picture, but it appears to be a white guy with his hands in pockets, head down, walking on the rail bridge towards the girls. A few days later, the person in the photograph was named the prime suspect in the murders. On February 22nd, law enforcement released an audio recording, which was muffled, but during that recording, you can clearly hear him say, down the hill. Now, this happened at a news conference. That's where it was released. But officials credited the source of the audio and the picture and video to German smartphone and further regarded her as a hero because she had the presence of mind and the guts, the courage, to secretly record the exchange. Police indicated that additional evidence from the phone had been secured, but they wouldn't release any more details. So, well, it was an ongoing investigation, and they did not want to compromise any kind of future trial. By this time, the reward offered in that case was set at $41,000. So we skip ahead a little bit to July 17th. Police distributed a composite sketch of someone wanted as a person of prime interest in those murders. The sketch was apparently created from eyewitness accounts of a hiker on the Delphi Historic Trails the same day the girls vanished. On April 22, 2019, Indiana State Police announced a new direction. Now, when I first heard this, I thought to myself, that's unnerving. Because when they do something like this, when they go in a new direction, you can't help but think, was the old direction a bad direction to be taking? What new evidence has surfaced? Why is this a new direction? Because the longer you wait in this, the colder things get. Well, anyways, they had released a new sketch of the suspect. And they urged the public to look at the sketch, listen to that audio where he says down the hill, and watch closely as to how the man walked the bridge and send any tips that anyone might have to the tip line email. Well, investigators stated that they had a reason to believe that the suspect might be hiding right there in plain sight. Makes sense. After all, this guy had to have been familiar with the Delphi area. Either he was living there, working there, or for whatever reason, he knew the area. Like we said, it was secluded. An additional plea was made for help in identifying the driver of a vehicle that was left abandoned just off the Hoosier Highway or the Heartland Highway in Delphi at the former child service office between noon and five on the day of the murders. Former child service office and he leaves the car there. Yeah, getting creepier by the minute. On July 23, 2019, a suspect that had been wanted for the kidnapping and rape in Tipconeau County 
was named as one of the multiple suspects being investigated for the Williams and German murders. At least that was according to the Carroll County Sheriff, Toby Lansby. Now, the suspect had died by suicide the previous month, so you don't get much more of a better alibi than that. But on April 27, 2021, Indiana State Police detectives named another suspect as a new person of interest in the Delphi murders. We'll have more on that in just a second. Support the Mountain Mysteries on Patreon and get early access to all episodes. With three tiers, it's easy to choose what you want. Five and ten dollar tiers get you early access, plus free gear, behind the scenes bonus content, and more. Plus access to interviews that would have wound up on the cutting room floor. Find out links on www.themountainmysteriespodcast.com and on facebook.com forward slash the Mountain Mysteries. Support the Mountain Mysteries and stay mysterious. We now return to the Mountain Mysteries with your host, Chris Sloan. Seldom do I have prepared remarks, but today is different because I do not want there there to be any confusion or ambiguity with what I will say. Today is not a day to celebrate, but the arrest of Richard M. Allen of Delphi on two counts of murder is sure a major step in leading to the conclusion of this long-term and complex investigation. It was on October 26, 2022, that a suspect identified as Richard Allen was arrested and he had to face the court. That happened October 28th, last year. On Halloween, October 31st, 2022, Indiana State Police announced that the suspect had been charged with two counts of murder in the case. Now, this guy pleaded not guilty. His trial was originally scheduled for March 20th. Well, it was postponed until later in the year at the request of the suspect's defense team. Two public defenders have been appointed to represent the suspect. It was on November 29th that Judge Francis Gull put an order out to unseal the probable cause affidavit that led to the accused arrest. According to the redacted record, video footage recovered from German's phone showed one of the victims mentioning gun as a man wearing a dark jacket and jeans approached them and ordered them to go down the hill. Investigators believe that the suspect is the man seen in that video. Detectives also found a 40 caliber unspent round less than two feet from one of the victim's bodies, but it was in between both girls. It was later established that the round came from a gun owned by the suspect. Now, one witness said that she saw a man walking away from the bridge wearing a blue colored jacket and blue jeans, and he was muddy and bloody. Another witness and a tip mentioned that a car was parked oddly and appeared to be parked in a way as if to hide its license plate. Investigators said the description of the vehicle matched a vehicle that the suspect did own back in 2017. According to the probable cause affidavit, the suspect was interviewed by police in 2017 and said he was on the trail that afternoon for around two hours. The document also said in a subsequent interview in October of 2022, that he told authorities that he'd worn jeans and a blue or black jacket that day, that he'd gone to the bridge to watch fish. Mm Mm-hmm. On December 2nd, Judge Gull issued a gag order until January of 2023. The suspect's defense attorneys argued in a motion to move the trial out of Carroll County, and that was because of worries about juror prejudice due to what the attorneys described as extensive media attention and the highly publicized nature of the case in the local area. 
Now, this guy that was arrested, Allen, who's a 50-year-old Delphi man, was put behind bars. He's charged with two counts of murder and entered that not guilty plea like we spoke of. When interviewed by police in 2017, he said he was on the trail on the afternoon of the murders, according to the probable cause affidavit. So he's put himself at the scene several times. In an October 13, 2022 interview, Allen told police he saw juvenile girls on the trails east of Freedom Bridge and said he went on to the Monon High Bridge near where the girls were killed. Now, this year, Allen once again admitted to the police that he was in the area at the time of their deaths, but he denied knowing either one of them. He also denied any involvement in their murders. Allen has been consistent in police interviews over the years, according to former FBI agent and ABC News contributor Brad Garrett. Well, Garrett said that he put himself at the scene on the bridge. But Garrett also said that he does not understand how it took so long for an arrest. According to a video recovered from one of the victim's phones, Abby or Libby mentioned gun as the man approached them. Uh, that's according to the probable cause affidavit. Now, that 40 caliber unspent round was found less than two feet away from them. And it definitely raised suspicion. So Garrett explained that an unspent bullet is one that has the casing and the projectile still together. To get that, he said one of two things had to have happened. Number one, someone tries to fire the gun, but it's a faulty bullet and doesn't fire. Or number two, the gun jammed, which Garrett said in the particular model this guy was packing is quite common. During a search of Allen's home October 13th of 22, police found knives, guns, and one of the guns was a Sig Sauer model P226 40 caliber pistol. That's according to the probable cause affidavit once again. Most of these facts are coming from that. But that particular model, the Sig Sauer 226 40 cal, it's known to jam. It's actually pretty common. Indiana State Police analysis of Allen's gun determined the unspent round located within two feet of the victims had been cycled through Richard M. Allen's Sig Sauer model P226. According, once again, to this probable cause affidavit. So, when asked about the unspent bullet, Allen did not have an explanation as to why that was the case and why it was found where it was found in between the two girls. Allen voluntarily spoke to police on October 26, 2022 and said he never allowed anyone to borrow that gun, which he said he owned since 2001. Garrett said that he does not understand why it took cops so many years to match an unspent round from the crime scene to a gun owned by a man who lives right there in Delphi. Garrett did go on to say that he hopes that the investigators went to all of the local gun stores to see their records of sales of 40 caliber type weapons. He said he solved a lot of homicides that way because typically a perpetrator buys a gun legally near his or her home. Now, despite the mention of a gun, it's not clear if Abby or Libby died from gunshot wounds because police, they're still being hush-hush about this. And I get it. It's an ongoing investigation and no one wants to jeopardize a conviction. The probable cause affidavit did reveal that clothes belonging to the girls were found in a creek south of where their bodies were discovered. According to Garrett, it's unlikely Allen would be bloody if a gun was the only murder weapon unless the gun jammed, which we're thinking it probably did, and he resorted to using a knife or some other means of murder. Uh, the killer turned to another weapon more than likely. Knives were also found at Allen's home, end quote. That's again from that affidavit. 
So, the video has been seen all over the world, and it came directly from one of the victim's phones, and we, you know this, but it shows a man on the trail wearing the dark jacket and jeans. Now, a picture taken from the video was released years ago as police asked for information to help them find this guy. Investigators claimed that Allen forced Abby and Libby down the hill to the spot where they were killed, according to the document. After that, they're not saying a whole lot. Allen's lead defense attorney, Brad Rossi, did not respond to any kind of request for comments, and fellow attorney Andrew Baldwin also declined to comment. However, this guy's wife did say that he did own such a coat, as well as the pants the suspect wore. I've not heard anything yet as to whether or not she's already divorced this creep, but one can't help but wonder. Well, it is a case of national interest, there's no doubt about it, and we plan to do follow-up episodes as more information becomes available. But, for the time being, all we can hope is that the killer of these two girls are brought to justice as quickly as possible in a sincerely deep and meaningful way. Make sure to join us Thursday nights at 9 p.m. for the gatherings, and of course, don't forget to support us on Patreon. I'm Chris Lone with another episode of The Mountain Mysteries just around the corner, so make sure to keep listening. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash The Mountain Mysteries. Also, facebook.com forward slash The Mountain Mysteries Gatherings. Until next time, stay mysterious. If you enjoy The Mountain Mysteries, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. That helps us so much. You can also help support The Mountain Mysteries by visiting our sponsors, whose links are below, or by donating at Patreon or the PayPal link shown in the notes. Patreon subscribers will receive early commercial-free episodes and more. We'll be the